right, here we are, and we're going to be answering a question from one of the students today. So this is Pastor James. And Pastor Nick. Thanks for joining us today. And Pastor Nick's got our question for today. So this question, uh, it came in kind of a while ago, but I wanted to wait till uh, the fall to answer it because we were on a summer break, you know. If God created man in the image of himself while understanding that man would have free will, <clears throat> again, this is assuming that man has free will, uh, then why did he send the flood to destroy mankind and restart with Noah? Did he fail us or did we fail him? And if we failed him, then why would he make us with the understanding or knowledge that would that we would fail so hard that he would have to restart the process essentially of Adam and Eve? So again, that's partially what the flood narrative is, right? The, we're, we're called image bearers again in the flood narrative afterwards. And then we're given the mandate to be fruitful and multiply, right? And then also the kind of idea that, hey, we shouldn't spill each other's blood, right? Because that's where the life is, is basically what's going on in that Genesis passage after that. So what that question is really, I think, after is if God is good and he knew we were going to mess up, why create us with the ability to screw up? If I could kind of sum up that that question. Yeah, can you say that one more time for us? Yeah, if God is good and he knew we were going to mess up, again, assuming that it, God is is good and he doesn't want evil, bad, wicked things to happen, right? Um, so if he's good and he knew we were going to mess up, why would he create us with the ability to screw up? Couldn't he possibly create a world where there would be no evil, right? <clears throat> this has been a question that's perplexed people for a long time. Um, and, and I'm not even saying what I'm going to put forth today is the, the best answer. But um, <clears throat> we have a, an argument here that was put together by a guy named Alvin Plantinga, a Christian philosopher um, who's still alive. It's called the free, free will defense, right? Because a lot of people would say, if God is good, then you can't have evil, right? An, an omnipotent good God cannot coexist with the reality of evil, right? That's kind of the argument, the defeater argument that people would have against Christians. You say God is good and he's omnipotent. Well, then why the heck does he allow evil, right? Um, here's what he basically says. So first off, we'll grant that God has omnipotence, right? But we have to define omnipotence, right? Generally, it means that God can do anything. But omnipotence is... God having control over the possible, not the impossible. God can't make a square with rounded edges or like like into a circle, right? Like a square is a square and a circle is a circle. God can't lift a rock that he that's impossible to lift because it's impossible to lift, right? God controls, can control, has control over the possible, not the impossible, right? So that's the first argument that Alvin makes. And so does that have to do with like, there are certain laws that apply to the earth, and so God operates within those? Correct, and things that we would even say that God has has instituted that way, right? right? So he's going to obey his own rules, Correct. for lack of a better way to say yeah. it. Okay, so we're assuming that God, will, God has a set of rules or laws that he will work within. Yeah. All right, right, so we're assuming that. And so, like, one of the things that, you know, we would generally say as Christians is God can't is one of those things we're scared of. <laughs> um, but there are things God can't do, right? We would generally—and and this is one of those things that um, maybe some people would try and get around, but we would say that God can't be the author of evil if he's all good, right? 
Um, so anyways, there, there's things that God can't do, right? And so God's omnipotence, though, means that he has control over the possible, not the impossible. So that's the first kind of line of argument that Alvin makes. The next, next one would be that <clears throat> we're granting that it's impossible for God to ensure we never use our freedom for evil, right? So we're talking about possible and impossible, that we would say that it's impossible for God to ensure that we never use our freedom for evil. Why is that, though? Because freedom, genuine freedom, is the ability to do something else instead, right? So if I'm riding my bike down the street, for me to have genuine freedom means that at that very same time, I could have been doing something else. You I could, could have been eating a burger at the store. Yeah, or he even could have been biking in the other direction. Exactly. Right. right. So freedom would not be freedom. I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, if I tell you you can leave your office, but I've locked you in your office. Mm-hmm. Correct. I can't be like, I gave Nick the freedom to leave his office. No, Correct. I locked his office and he can't come out just because I made a statement doesn't make that. Yes. Him, yeah. therefore, give him freedom. So to have genuine freedom, and again, this is a philosophical argument, and he has this expounded in, in, a, in, a, in a book and things like that. So this is a... I'm, I'm getting this from his uh, planningofvideos.com, which I'll put in the link in the description. Um, this is a very, like, uh, not dumbed down, but simplified version of the argument. We're granting that freedom is the ability to do something else instead of what you were doing in that moment. So then you follow, if God allows, or sorry, if God always prevented evil by, by persons, it would eliminate genuine freedom and the value that genuine freedom brings into the world. Right. So you're basically what, what this argument is making the case for is that genuine freedom is a very good thing. So if God always prevented that and the, it, uh, because of the, the evil that persons wanted to commit, then it would eliminate genuine freedom. So he can't stop people from using their freedom to commit evil. Right. Because freedom itself is a great enough good. Right. So then people would say. Well, why couldn't God have created a world where there are <laughs> um, that that uh, why couldn't God still have created a world that would eliminate um, evil, but also have everybody freely choose to follow Him? Right. That's another separate argument that we won't pick up today. But, anyways, um, basically the argument is when you look at all the possible worlds and universes that God have could have created we would say that genuine freedom is a good as a great enough thing that god couldn't ensure both free will and no evil does that make sense so like you can't have both and uh yes right? because because to have genuine freedom you would you can't Sorry, to have genuine freedom, you can't ensure always that those people aren't going to use it for wicked right. things and evil purposes. I can't give you a choice and then make you choose one and then tell you that you were free to choose that one. Correct. Yeah. That wouldn't be genuine freedom. Right. Right. And so to have genuine freedom, there had to be the possibility of evil existing in the world. So again, that then leads you into the second question. Well, couldn't God have created a different world, a different universe where people would always freely choose him. <laughs> um, and that's a that's a separate argument. 
Although it still plays into the freedom conversation. It does, it does, yeah. That one is answered by Planiga too. It's called Trans World Depravity. So if <laughs> we can pick that one up next time. But anyways, we won't answer that today. But So before Nick goes any further, let me point out a couple things. The first thing is, is that I'm working through this with you as the listener, as Pastor Nick is explaining this, and I'm getting bogged down at thoughts. So before we go any further, text Pastor Nick. Ask him some questions here, okay? I encourage you to keep listening. Don't shut this off if you're lost. But shoot Nick a, Nick a question. Hey, you said this in the podcast. What does that mean? Or if you have more questions like some of the questions Nick's talking about here, which is like, could God have... Let's talk about those. Let's mm-hmm. figure those out. So again, uh, I think the phone number is in the description box below here. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you're getting bogged down a little bit, I'm right along with you here. But I'd encourage you, uh, shoot Nick a text. So anyways, let's keep going, Nick. But again, if you're getting bogged down, shoot Nick a text here. Let, let's try and, to let's And try if to you have other questions that you want to an, an, ask but aren't, uh, or you maybe like don't want to ask me, Personally, you can, again, always text 425-502-5630. Um, so let me just sum up really quickly the basic gist. Free will is such a great good that it's better to have it and evil exist than to have any world with no free creatures. That's the basic argument. Again, let me say it again. Free will is such a great good that it's better to have uh, free will plus the existence and possibility of evil than to have any world with no free creatures. Again, it is a good thing when people freely choose um, to, to love each other, freely choose to love God, right? Now, that doesn't mean, though, we know his reason, right? Like, that that's a separate thing called a theodicy and knowing the reasons why, you know, he allows things and different things like that. We don't know his reason, but at least this still gives us an adequate defense against the evil disproves God, claim which is the whole idea right um so evil does the existence of evil does not disprove uh the existence of a good god you can still have uh evil exist because god saw free free will freedom genuine so as such a great good that he was willing to allow a world where there was genuine freedom plus the possibility of evil because of humans so yeah. Which again, going back to the question, um, why would like, is it our fault? Is it God's fault? Like I always tend to put, uh, the blame back on humanity. <laughs> like because God, we still choose. Right. Yeah. God's responsible for what he's created. Yeah. Right. But God's not responsible necessarily for what his creation chooses to do with the freedom. Right. We can't, I mean, even if you gave me a choice to either punch you or to walk away, if I punch you, you're not responsible that I punched you. Correct. Yeah. Because, again, I you gave me a choice, and there mm-hmm. was goodness in that, but me responding poorly to that freedom doesn't mean anything. Just like, I mean, think of many, many more examples of people misusing freedom. We've got a lot of those over history. Exactly. Like somebody had freedom to do something, and they chose poorly, and they acted mm-hmm. poorly. That doesn't mean that the fact that the freedom was there was a problem. Yeah. And, you know, again— just because God knows that we're going to screw up doesn't mean, though, that that he still doesn't think it was a good idea to create us, mm-hmm. right? Like God, in whatever way that he did this, saw before the foundation of everything um, and, and made a, a plan, I guess you could say, um, also knowing 
what was going to happen. Again, we're getting into deep water here, but um, God is is giving us genuine freedom, and he wants to work with, with us in that. How we choose to use that, though, is our culpability. We're responsible for, for that. So, anyways, that's Good. all I have. Well, we'll leave it there, and uh, obviously you can tell that there's a lot more to this discussion. But again, uh, if you have questions, more questions like this, or if you even have a question to add to this question, what you just heard kind of left you confused. Asking questions is a good thing. Yep. Using the freedom to ask good questions is a good thing. We want to hear from you. We want to understand that. Because again, this affects, you're going to run into somebody, whether you have recently or you're going to where somebody says hold on how do evil and god fit into the same universe how does that how does that work how did why would god allow why would god allow evil things to happen so again thanks for listening thanks for hanging out with us uh the numbers in the description box below and as pastor nick always says like comment and subscribe so thanks for hanging out with us guys i know that was a deep one so shoot us your questions yep next time see ya